Al, I have a question and a statement mm-hmm. for you. Okay, hit me. Think you can take me? Don't forget me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the true hero of this game. God. What a way to like introduce you to that game. Oh my god. As like the first actual bad guys you face and that's just all they say constantly. <laughs> Over and over and over and <laughs> over and over. Oh boy, what a what a great two lines lines of dialogue of the year. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, a thousand percent. Dialogue of the decade. <laughs> right. I mean, like people thought that uh, I'm really feeling it was a good one. No. And no, this one way surpasses beautiful it is art i mean pure art yeah it's it's yeah. simple it's to the point and it's like hey you think you can take me just don't forget me it also doesn't make any sense no at all <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it, it's more like i get think you can take me that would make sense but don't forget me like maybe is it, it because i'm going to kill you or you're like attacking someone else oh i don't know who the heck knows anyway anyways hello Hi. This is the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, episode 53. It's a podcast where we talk about video games, anime, and manga. We converse about them. We do. And today, we're going to talk about a game that, collectively, we have over 200 hours in, in the 13 days it's been out. Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot of hours into this. (laughs) It's embarrassing. The time the time played is a little bit skewed in someone else's direction compared to mine, let's just say. It, it is a little skewed in one direction. We're going to talk about the latest big Nintendo Switch release, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yep. The Dose. That's Jared. Hello, yeah. Hi, I'm Jared. That's Anladium, the Hi. Xenoblade expert. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, sort of, because... At least for I the Chronicles Chronicle- yeah. yeah, I played Xenoblade Chronicles 1, Cross, and now 2. So I, um, I've been neck deep into lots of Xenoblade. And, and I mean, my playtime on the first one was also just ridiculously yes. insane. So, um, And I've also played through it multiple times, and it's always that insane. It's a real problem. I mean, there is the story of you basically getting beat up by, like, a very high-level enemy and then just grinding out so you could beat up that high-level enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for clarification, in Xenoblade Chronicles 1, there is a part in the game where you're wandering around. You're, like, level 30 or something. And a level 99 T-Rex came up and bit me, and I died in one hit. I decided... I was going to get to level 99, and I was going to destroy him. And I did. It was great. So satisfying. You almost had another moment of that, and you're like, no, I can't do this. No. I did. I did. It happened again, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, no, it's going to happen again. But, I mean, like, I'm already at level, like, 78-something, so... And you and you said you saw like a level like what one hundred and thirty enemy one hundred and thirty. So mm-hmm. I guess the level cap has to be above ninety nine. That's insane. Unless they're like, hey, you can fight this level one hundred and thirty enemy for no reason, even though it's like thirty levels ahead of you. 
be bad. Yeah. So yeah, we are going to pretty much have the same style of format that we usually have for for new releases. You know, we'll talk generally about the game, and then once we decide to go into spoiler territory, we'll give you a hard cut, give you a warning, and be like, "Hey, we're going to talk about spoilers," and then we'll talk about spoilers for the rest of the episode. Give you time to get out. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't forget us. <laughs> yes, that's also true. <laughs> Oh, I feel like this game and trying to determine like whether I like it or not has been the hardest I've had to like deal with in quite some time. Wow. Yeah. Because I think, wow, I think there's a lot of like, this game is rough around the edges in a variety of ways. Like I think performance wise, it's not great. There's quite a few times where, like, you'll be running through a town and, like, the frame rate will just, like, hitch up a little bit and just drop and feel real weird. Like, it just, like, going... I mean, my favorite thing is when you warp and there's just nothing around Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) I thought it was funny, though, because I'm just like, well, I'm walking on nothing. This is cool. Uh, I mean, it's not great. It shouldn't happen, but it was still funny to me. Um, Also, um, when you're salvaging... Often, um, like, the bare bones of your outfit will be there, and then eventually, like, in the middle of the prompts, like, the details of the outfit will pop in. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, weird texture pop-in issues with this, which I'm, I'm assuming that's, like, with whatever engine they're using, that's yeah. probably the problem. It's just a lot of weird things like that. And even, like, in battle, I had some, like, weird framey issues that I was like, this doesn't seem like this should be happening. And huh, like, that's weird. I didn't have any of that. Not in a battle. Maybe it's just like something I noticed and you just didn't. But mm. there's, there's also the thing I think going around where like people are trying to say like, you know, it looks, I can't remember which it is. I think people are saying it looks worse in handheld mode and better on TV, which I feel like I'm the opposite. I'm like, I feel like this game looks better in handheld and kind of looks like not great on TV. Like a lot of, I, I feel like a lot of like just the way the graphics are in terms of like there's like, a, it's a lot, it's, there's a lot of jagged edges to a lot of like the the lines and everything and it's kind of blurry in spots as well and it feels basically like they took their Wii engine and tried to keep going with it all the way up to here and like the graphics just not hold up as well. I mean, it doesn't look like hot garbage. No, it's, it doesn't. It just, it feels like, especially if you compare this to, you know, like Mario and Zelda, which I know obviously those are Nintendo made and this is Mario yeah, that's... Soft. It's not necessarily a fair comparison, but like there's a it feels like there's a big step in quality in terms of like just the way those graphics look between those games and this yeah but that's really not fair yeah i I understand that but like it just it feels real weird especially because you know nintendo is making a big deal out of this that for this game to have those many issues with it and i know for me personally like this bothered me i don't i probably didn't as much for you because you're probably used to it the fact that this game doesn't have the voice or like the mouth sync up with the audio and it only syncs up with the Japanese audio feels just bad. Like this, that shouldn't happen in 2017. But that's really common with Japanese games, Mm. like really, really common, especially with smaller RPG companies like this. And I mean, even bigger companies like square has an issue with that. They do it all the time. I feel like though you see it less often though nowadays than you would 
maybe like 10 years ago. I mean, granted, this game came out simultaneously worldwide. Yeah. But with how like how much I feel like this game is just rough in terms of performance and like stuff like that, like I don't see why this game shouldn't have gotten like delayed just, like six months so they could fix all that stuff up and then put it out and where it's, it performs better, it looks a little bit better. Maybe they can do that mouse syncing. If not, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But for Nintendo to just basically be like, look at all these issues that I'm having with it and say like, yeah, okay, cool. You can put that out. It seems real strange. Maybe. I mean, like, I don't know. You seem to really have way more issues with it than I did. Yeah. Like way true. more issues. <laughs> Cause I didn't, I mean, I didn't really have many issues in terms of like things running poorly other than the like things not appearing. Yeah. Um, and I mean the, the mouth syncing doesn't really bother me that much because I've been playing games for so long. Yeah. Like, and it just, that's how it's always been. Yeah, I, I realize that that's nitpicky, but like sometimes it would just really take me out of like a scene because like you would t- see them like say you, you would see a character say or say a phrase or something, and it would just like their mouths just keep going afterwards. I'm like, oh, it just feels weird seeing that like this year, I guess comparatively, but I know that's not relative like a huge issue with it. I think some other things that that are kind of problematic with this game are like you know, the issues with quests and like some of them will just get completely bugged with the case of the, uh, the wall scrolls that you had the issue with and how, um, so it turns out that was just me being dumb. How was that you being dumb? Did you Because I had already found it and I didn't realize that I already found it. I found it the first time I went into the cave and I didn't know that I'd already found uh, it. But you also had it like it had problems with like those markers just not showing up at all. That too. Yeah. I mean like the one and, uh, uh, more ordained didn't yeah. show up ever but and with the fact yeah. that like you could cancel out another quest with that or you could cancel out that quest by just using those items on a, on a different quest that that's not good yeah no that that should be fixed by a patch like i really think that should be fixed but um i was happy that that didn't happen yeah. for me <laughs> and also just like there's a lot of like random crashes that are happening with this game i did have a crash a few times yeah I had it only happen once, and I, I basically started saving a lot more frequently, and I didn't have one after that. But I saw, mm-hmm. I've seen around like you know parts on the internet where people are being like, "Yeah, this game does have a lot of crashing issues," which that's also not a good thing to have. Yeah, I think it crashed twice on me. There was something else. Oh, and I know, like we talked about this, and like I think the map could have been a lot better, and and they are addressing that thankfully, which I'm I'm real excited for. And the fact that, like, hey, they're going to kind of try and differentiate between, like, oh, is this above or below you? Because on the mini-map, like, you'll try and find something and it'll just kind of be like, it's in this area, but you won't know if it's, like, if you're on top of it or if you're below it. And that can make trying to find things a little bit more difficult than they probably should be. But also, like, that's just that's just me being nitpicky. Yeah, um, because it does have some of that. It has the little arrows up and down depending on like your direction thing. And again, having played the other Xenoblade games, it was a huge improvement to have this kind of tracking system anyway. Which sounds crazy. <laughs> um, and I mean, there were so many improvements over the first Xenoblade Chronicles that made me so happy. Um, one of them being like the collection spots. Mm-hmm. Because in the first game, you would just have little blue orbs that you'd have to run around and collect. Right. 
and um, there were all kinds of quests. They're like, I need this item, and you'd have to run around and find them, and then like it would take a certain amount of real uh, like real time for them to respawn. Mm-hmm. And this one is just like, oh, I can warp back in and it yeah. respawns automatically. I can just collect from there and then leave out, respawn, etc. So that was a huge improvement. Having the the tracking system on there, um, the map is so much better. It's there's a lot of questing improvements, and um, I guess it helps that I've been recently playing it, uh, the original one with my brother. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of like very current comparisons in my brain. Right. Uh, it's been a while since I played Cross, but Cross is kind of a different animal. Yeah. I think just for me as well, though, that, like, I would have liked if they had included, like, okay, if you go to this part of the map, you will find these items. And I think that would have helped a lot more, especially for a lot of, like, the collecting quests that you get. Mm-hmm. So, like, because it'll be like, oh, go find this many items. But it kind of really, I think it might tell you if, like, you're following, like, the dialogue. But if, like, you come back to it later on, you're going to be like, well, I don't, do I just, I have to search through, like, this entire part of the world just to find like a few items so like i think that could have been like something that would have definitely helped in terms of like those types of quests specifically because yeah i mean you get certain things that like if it's a moss thing they're like oh you should look near water and and they also they basically do that for like if you have to go find monsters to kill and it's a quest Mm -hmm. so like i i feel like there could have been like a little bit of an overlap there and they could have done those things but yeah what are you gonna do yeah, I mean, that that would be weird if they're like, here is the exact collect point that you have yeah, to go yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> even like saying like, hey, go this, have it show you the exact collect point. I'm just saying like, hey, if you're in this part of the map, these are the items that are going to be, be able to be spawned if you find them, which it doesn't do. Um, There was this one item, and I'm just going to mention this because um, rage. <laughs> Uh, in the first game, there was this one item. It was like a, a black liver bean or something weird like that. What everyone wants. And it spawned in one place at a certain time. You could pick like one up. It had a very low percentage spawn rate as well. You could pick one up and then you have to wait several hours real time for it to reload. Mm-hmm. It was so difficult. Right. Uh, so I'm, I didn't have as many bash my head against the wall moments as that freaking bean, which, um, I was amused because at one point I went to a collect point and it just gave me a bunch of those beans and I'm like, ah, it's (laughs) the same name as the one from the first game. They knew. Oh my God. It was so annoying. But they, they have a bunch of the, like a lot of the item names are the same from the first game, which is cool. Right. Which speaking of. We kind of we we're talking about drops here. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most egregious things this game does is basically implement a gachapon system. Yeah, that was a little rage-inducing. <laughs> so is that- that's one of the few things that I really, really don't like about this yeah. game. I like this game way more than you do, but that's one thing that I'm like, no, we could have gone without this. Like essentially, you know, you get blades, and those are like your they help you attack and. You, you can, They're essentially party members. Yeah, basically. And then, like, they have different, like, elementals and all that sort of stuff. 
and skills. The way to get them is you collect core crystals, and core crystals can be divided up into common core crystals, rare core crystals, and legendary core crystals. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, with as you go up in, in rarity, you're, you would think, like, oh, of course, like if I get a legendary one, I'm probably going to get a rare one at least. Uh, no, nope. no. You will still get commons in there. And especially so with rares, you will get commons in there. And it's, it's such a it's a bad system. Especially even for someone like me who's like played a bunch of free to play Gatchapon games. Like, it's not good. Like you shouldn't have that in this type of game. And like we were talking about this and the idea I implemented was like, okay, make the core crystals a currency. And you could still have like, you know, common, rare, and legendary. They would just mean they would be worth more specifically. So like you could find like, oh, you want to buy this rare blade, it could be like, you know, twenty common or 10 rare or like a legendary something like that and they would just be purchasable that way instead of being like well i have to go through each each of these individually and hopefully one of my characters has a high enough luck stats that they'll be able to get a rare blade and i'm not sitting here for 10 minutes yeah i had the worst time getting rare blades um i got so many legendary crystals throughout the game because i quest a lot Mm -hmm. I got zero rare blades from legendaries. Uh, yeah, I was the same. Even though I didn't get any until yeah. like the very, very end of the game. I had I had the common luck. Hashtag common luck. I had none. Which I, somehow... I think I got two from common luck. <laughs> I think I got like at least half of mine from commons, which is real yeah, dumb. insane. So yeah, like it, that's... It sucks. That could have been better, it yeah. It should have been better, yeah. Like, I, I understand, like, hey, it's a Japanese game and, you know, Gatchapon games are, and that style of prize winning, I guess you could say, is very, very popular over there. Right. But I don't think it translates well to this style of game, and especially a $60 game. Um, I mean, at least, like, it's not like, oh, hey, put some more money into this and maybe you'll get, like, some, well, you can buy more core crystals and stuff like that. Like, at least it's not that egregious. Yeah, that's one thing I'm happy about is it doesn't make you actually pay you to get the blades. Yeah. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Thankfully, it wasn't. I know we'll talk about story when we get into spoilers, but I think, like, one of the issues I had with the story is that it was kind of basic in terms of storytelling. Like, if you'd see, if you've seen a lot of, like, Shonen-style tropes before, you've probably, you'll see them again in this and like I don't know necessarily if it if it really does anything that interesting with the story. Like it's fine. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think overall I liked it. I think it's fine, but it's nothing like groundbreaking. I think. But also, we'll get into this a little bit later. Like I'm coming from this without having gone through the first Xenoblade Chronicles, mm-hmm. and then there was some stuff at the very end of the game. That you were mm-hmm. like, oh, this is real cool that they're doing this. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So maybe like some of that's lost on me and that kind of hinders my appreciation for the story. I think if you had played Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and played all the way through it, got the end, mm-hmm. and then played this one, that end would have had a much bigger impact on I'm, you. Yeah, I'm, a I'm, much I'm bigger sure. impact. Because it was amazing what they did. Um the tie-in of the two games is just something I never would have expected, and I loved how they did it. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there like, man, this is a really long cutscene. Wow, they're really explaining a lot. This is a big info dump. Yeah, so I will will say, guys, um, 
if you haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles 1, I would definitely recommend playing it or at least watching like the last part of it on YouTube or something because it really helps to know what happened in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 to understand what happens in the end of 2. Which is strange because I think like especially like the marketing going into this like it seemed like these were two completely separate games even though it was a a numbered <sighs> sequel. I think that's what would indicate that it's connected is because Cross was not connected at all right. and they they made it very clear but this one is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So I mean But I mean like to, look at the Final Fantasy games. Right. True, but I I just feel like it was it was done in a way that like it, it made sense. Yeah. It just it, um, just, it just seemed but, like you know just before like when you would before getting into this game like that they weren't connected and like you don't really get that sense that they're connected until at least what I'm what I'm assuming is that like until like near the very end of the game is when yeah, they start there were, putting those threads together. There were a few like nods towards the first game throughout it that I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's like a, a neat Easter egg. And then they got to the end of it. And I was like, oh, oh, shit, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, can recommend do that before you play the ending of yeah. this, um, which Immediately, once all that stuff started happening, I texted my brother. I'm like, we have to have you finish Xenoblade Chronicles 1 before we have you play this. Because, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's mind-blowing what they did with it. I was so happy. Like, that connection is not anything I ever would have expected. And I loved what they did. We'll get into that in spoilers. Because I'll be like, hey, explain to me all these connections. Because I have no idea what they're about. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, yeah, just... Without spoilers, play Xenoblade Chronicles 1 or at least watch the end parts of it um, before you play this because it'll it'll help. Um, one thing that's not spoilery that I do want to talk about, and it's one of the other things that I don't like about this game, oh, right, is right. Um, most of the character designs are bad. Yeah. And there are some characters in here that I'm like, oh, this is a neat design. I really like it. And then, like, later on, they're like, well, you like that costume. We're going to completely change it and sexualize this character. I'm like, oh, welp. Like, I think there's one character. There's one who stays in her same outfit the entire time. Which is like a decent outfit. It's genuinely shocking. Yes, it is. And, like, the blade designs, I get that they brought in a bunch of different teams, which... I guess it should be mentioned that um, Monolith doesn't have its own like dedicated character designer. Mm-hmm. So they brought in a bunch of different character designers. And in certain instances, that leads to some nightmarish blades. Yeah, like, I, I feel like when you're doing that, like, I mean, obviously, you know, they have to do this. But like when you're right, you're like spreading it out that far you're not going to be able to rein all these character designers in to like have a centralized design motif. And and it's just like, it it feels like everything kind of got out of hand where it was just like boobs everywhere. And you're just like, and like boobs are fine, but like the way that they do some of these boobs are just really inappropriate. And I think you mentioned that like one or some of them were like hentai artists. Yeah. I think some of like the, at at least I saw this somewhere, but like, you know, some of the character designers, like, they also they also do, you know, hentai stuff as well, so. Makes sense. Um, and another thing that is kind of weird about it is that 
because a lot of the character designers were brought in, like, there's a really big disparity between, like, women blades and men blades. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of women blades, and a lot of them are very scantily clad. (laughs) And it's really upsetting, because I don't think it really needed it. No, like, there's... There's really no point to it. Yeah, I mean, the first game had Sharla, which she was one of the characters that, like, whenever she breathed, her boobs would move. But um, she was one character. And this is, like, you have 30 of those. Yeah, and, I mean, it just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And, like, at one point you texted me, you're like, is there another booby lady? And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> There's so many. And like I said, there's no problem with boobs. I don't have a problem with boobs. It's just a problem with like, there's so many of them. There's no variety whatsoever. It's either you have zero or you have massive. It's all male skewed, um, like fan service. Like there is, there's no, oh, there's yeah. no, there's no guys out there that are like, that they designed. They're like, you're, I'm shirtless or something like that. I mean, there's like one, I think maybe. But like, even then it's like, it's, no- it's very male gazy. Yeah, it's nothing compared to like the other, like the 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 women designs. And wait, are we talking about like blades that are designed like towards women, or are we talking about main characters? I was talking about blades, but I mean, you could you could take okay. that to main characters as well. Okay, because yeah, we'll talk about him eventually. <laughs> In spoiler zone, we will talk about him, but we are not there yet. Although one thing I will appreciate. Um, which we joked around about this via text, is that uh, Rex's shorts are about as short as Pyra's. So. <laughs> it's so goofy. <laughs> At least it's equal opportunity on the shorty shorts. He's got like these giant leg armor and then it's like the short shorts. Well, and it's funny because whenever he like suits up to go salvage, like he covers his legs there. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just wear them all the time? <laughs> but I mean, you know, maybe he's proud of his legs and he just wants to show them off. He's like, I got great thighs, y'all. Let's check them out. You know, but power to him, Rex. Power to you, Rex. Teenager very, very much likes his own thighs. You you show off them thighs, boy. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, so there was at least that hilarity. But yeah, it it was, to be blunt, gross. Yeah. Um. So that was one thing that I was really put off by in the game. And if I have, like, one huge criticism of the game would be that. Yeah, I think that's that's so blatant that it's like it's just extremely gross. Well, and like I don't know if you've gone at all into any kind of like Xenoblade Two internet world. Uh, don't. <laughs> Probably a good <laughs> because idea. Because all you'll see is just people defending this and basically oh, yeah, like course. talking about how it's like they want to fap to it and that kind of nonsense and it's like guys really shocker. like it's so gross i don't ugh. and it, it really is a shame because a lot of the characters are pretty well written and I'm like you, you didn't need it yeah um and i mean like variety is the spice of life we'll, we'll put it that way put it that way i mean that's all i can say as much as we hate Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah, I do hate Nomura. Um, at least the characters he designed were not 
horrifically fanserviced. Okay, but at the same time, they all the weird. one woman that he did design had on like battle panties. Oh, okay. I did not remember so that. The, so the one woman in his group had on panties, and like her entire legs were shown. So, so well, forget that everybody notion. Everybody else then. had on full armor. So, um, yeah, Nomura is no better. He just didn't make it with obscene boobs. And he just made all those characters look completely different from everyone else in the game, which doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like here's these Final Fantasy characters that have just been transported into this game. Which we have a joke about RPGs that there's always a Final Fantasy looking motherfucker. Yes. And um which sorry, you'll have to edit that. It's but fine. um there's always one in every RPG. And in this one, I'm like, well at least having the Final Fantasy motherfucker makes sense in this game because he literally made the game. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. It's bizarre. Um but honestly, to his credit, I like some of his designs in this. Shocking. I know. I still hate him, and I still don't think he deserves any props whatsoever for his like female character design. But um, I I don't know. I didn't think his were terrible. Um, they were just there. Although, there was one that I was like, really, Nomura? Really? That's the route you're going to go? Which, again, we'll talk about in Spoilerville. But, like, I hate him sometimes. <laughs> Actually, I hate him 99.9% of the time. The other 0.1% of the time, it's just like, eh. I'm probably asleep. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I don't know. It, it was bizarre that he was a character designer in there. And they, like, made it very very clear that he was designer in that like it was in the marketing yeah it's like we made it such a big deal because we got no more and it's like really you got that guy yeah. uh. let me ask you about another potentially controversial topic okay what do you think of the dub um, I actually didn't hate it. Um, there were certain parts that like lines were delivered in a weird way, but for the most part, and I'd say like 97% of the dub was fine. I think that's kind of like my, my issue with it. Like, I think it's fine, but I think delivery is a big problem with it. Cause like, you know, like you said, like there's, there's a few times where like, or maybe more than a few times where it just feels like some lines are delivered real weird and awkwardly. And I think mm -hmm. other times as well, like, the way the dub portrays some of the characters, like I don't think they 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 give out as much emotion as the character is showing on screen. So I feel like there's kind of a disconnect there. But other than that, it's also, I guess you could say it's a strange dub because it's a lot of like Western European style accents. Oh, okay, that's not weird because the original Xenoblade yeah, yeah. had all British accents. It's done by the same localization team. Um, it was handled by a like British localization. Yeah, the only the only reason I would say it's strange is just because like you don't hear a lot of like dubs that are like that for English dubs specifically. So that's the only. But reason I thought I would say it was great that they continued that. Yeah, from true. the first game, and I mean, like the first game, they did it because it was localized in like 
Britain. Right. And then they weren't going to bring it over here. And then like, well, we already have this, so we'll just bring it mm-hmm. in that way. And then people liked it. So that for the second game, they're like, oh, we'll just, you know, continue to do that. But it was done by a British team. Yeah, like, yeah. The localization was done. The vocals were done. That makes sense. I have no problem with that. Yeah, which yeah. I did see somebody online. I was like, man, everybody is terrible except for Pyra. And oh, somebody oh, commented on him oh. and they're like, oh, right, right, right. And somebody commented back, they're like, so the only one with an American accent is the one that you don't think is terrible? And I'm like, yeah, good point. And Pyra is honestly the worst yeah. out of the entire group. A lot of delivery that she does is just so flat and, like, it's not great. Um, all the props, I think Rex's voice actor did a great job. Yeah, I think, like, he, he kind of also has some problems, like, with his emotion and, like, the way he delivers it. Like, it feels a little bit underwhelming. In terms of like when he's like real angry, he kind of like undersells some of the line of delivery. But like for the most part, yeah. Um, also, I love Nia. I love Nia's yeah. voice, which she is mega Welsh. But um, and there's certain lines that she says that I'm like, I have no idea what this girl <laughs> just said. No idea. I did see that. Like, um, so glad subs. I did see that like this game and uh, I think like the Witcher games share some voice mm-hmm. actors, which I like that makes complete sense. <laughs> Um, but I, I honestly really, really liked, um, for the most part, like I said, 97% of it, I think is great. And, um, I'd say, um, I'm just going to call her party member four for right now. Like her, her voice actor, you can't say that it's spoilers. I'll just bleep that out. (laughs) Yeah. It's spoilers. So there's there's a trend with Xenoblade, and I'll 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 let you into this now. Whenever you get your core three, anybody after that you refer to as a number because they're always spoilers. Apologies. So she's four, and then he's five. Um, there's also one that is you could call six, but not really. But um, just for a section. Yeah. But um, only good thing that person does is give you like great health potions that pop out. Yeah. But um, yeah, you always refer to them as numbers because it's spoilers. But anyway, um, number four is voice actor. She did a really good job. Um, I, I was very very impressed. And then five, I want to talk more about in spoiler section because I can't talk about his voice actor without referring to his character. Um, but he's phenomenal. He's my favorite hands down. Number five. <laughs> um, also it, we got more, um, like not on voice acting this time, which is kind of cool. Was there like not a lot of that in like the other games? Not a whole lot. Um, I mean, there was some in Cross, more in Cross than in the original. Speaking of Cross, and, yeah, that wasn't the, the way they dubbed that. That was not the same as the like uh, Chronicles One and Chronicles Two, was it? Because it was a lot of like American actors in it. It it was, um, but also like the main actor you, you would choose, um, but specifically why they did American. Is because it's New L.A. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense to have a. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a fantasy setting such as this, it, it doesn't really matter yeah, you can get where the voices come from. 
But saying New L.A., like, it'd be weird if they all had British accents. <laughs> hey, we don't know what happened to, to old L.A. Oh, I do know what happened to New L- <laughs> or old L.A. Because I played the game. <laughs> but yeah, um, that dub's fine. I, I didn't download the Japanese one just because it was a big download and I just didn't want to wait. But I've heard good things about that if you want to play it through with that as well. So you, you have options. I, I just always have a hard time with um, Japanese dubs because I multitask a lot. And so I have to, like, I'll put the system down and have the sound up right? Yeah. so I can listen to it, but do something else. That's fair. Um, so, and also, like, I'm sure that they know this. I am a huge defender of dubs mm-hmm. and I will be. I will tell you if it's a bad dub, but this is not. This was not a bad dub. It's not the best dub I've ever heard, but it's not a bad one either. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's talk about something that we both also can agree about. Okay. Soundtrack. I like how weird this soundtrack is. Which is also very, very... In line with like Xenoblade, Xenoblade, yeah. Xenoblade, yeah. Um, it's great. It is a great soundtrack, mm-hmm. and they kind of keep up with the same general like themes of it. Yeah. Like the first world, you have like a big sweeping like planes music. The second world is kind of like mystical-ish sounding. Um, like that's very very normal for the series. There's one that's kind of like mechanical sounding. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you, if you picked out songs from this and placed them with songs from the, the first game, they probably wouldn't sound that out of place. Mm-mm. Um, also, the battle themes are great. Uh, I don't know that it anything will ever come close to um, and you will know our names. Yeah, but, that's true. It's a high uh, bar. It is a high bar, but they did some solid work here. I like. I really like the uh, the boss theme, just because it sounded mm-hmm. like such a weird mishmash of instruments that it doesn't sound like they should go together, but they do. <laughs> I was like, I'm into this. All right. And it's interesting because it's a mishmash of instruments that don't feel like they go together, so it kind of gives you like a, I don't want to say a high sense of stress, but it gives you a sense of like it amps up the tension, uncomfortableness, yeah. um, that is good for a boss fight. Yeah. I would agree with that as well. Yeah, the music is fantastic. It's really, really good. Is there anything else we can talk about that's not spoilery? I don't think so. Yeah, so... I was just thinking about it. I'm like, what else can we <laughs> talk about that's not spoilery? I think we're going to have to... To dive in. So, yeah. cut, them off, cut them off. So you are... You're a big fan of this game. Mm-hmm. I am. I am... I think it's... I think it's fine. I'll say Fine like if I did numbers of this game this would probably be this is going to sound harsh but I promise you it's not this would be like a 6 it's average it's fine isn't that like what you gave 5 Persona 5 was it I think so if, well no, maybe you gave that one a 4 I don't remember I probably gave 5 a lot lower score like for me like a 4 to like a 4 to 6 that's like an average range like that game's fine it has problems but you know, it's okay. I'm not like a person who'd be like, oh, it's a 7 out of 10 for everything. 
<laughs> or uh, there are numbers below that that you can use. Yeah, like it's a six for me. I, yeah. I have problems with it, but like it's overall, it's fine. And see, I'd probably give it closer to like an eight or an eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. that's completely fair. We have opinions. They exist. It's true. And hey, the difference between a six and an eight is not that much. At two points, actually. Exactly. Um, but I think probably you would have given it higher if you had finished one first. Maybe. Like, I don't. Because the, the ending would have stuck better for you. I mean, true. But I don't know if that's enough to overcome, like, all the other issues I have with it. And also, like, the end end. I don't like the end end, which we'll get into spoilers. Well, that's different. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ending I lead mean. up and all that. I, um, I just don't know if that would be enough to overcome, like, the other issues I have with it. But, like, hey, I don't know. That's a that's a hypothetical. So maybe it yeah, would have. I just think it would make it less generic for you if you knew, like, what was happening there. That, yeah, I can. I would probably agree with you on that. Like, I think that would be a good argument. Because, like, because looking at it by itself and not knowing the context for a lot of stuff, like, you know, some of that ending stuff did kind of feel generic, even though like there was there were some cool elements to it. It did still feel like oh, well, here's some like more tropey stuff with it. But with the other contexts, if I had had you know either watched the ending or played through Xenoblade One, like you know, it probably would have hit me a lot better, and I probably would have liked it a lot better. So you might have given it like a six and a half at that point. True. <laughs> true, true, true. But yes, uh, we are going to dive into spoilers now. Uh, 40 minutes into this podcast so mm. well it's always good to give people like a general sense yeah, of what we feel course, before we get course. into like the real big spoilers so yeah if you are if you haven't played yet and you want to play or you're in the middle of playing because this is a long game mm-hmm. holy uh, this is the part where you gotta tune out we will see you next week where we have a Christmas episode there's a spoiler for yep. you <laughs> uh, so yeah We'll see you next week if you get to tune out. If not, come join us for some spoiler talk. Come into the spoiler yeah. lounge with us. There's, Spoilerville. There's jazz playing. It's a nice, cool, calm, relaxing atmosphere. <laughs> You're in the spoiler lounge. Why aren't we playing music from the game? Because I would get completely taken off of like all platforms that we were on if that happened. Well, no, I mean like in our lounge. Oh, these are jazz. Not these actual- are jazz renditions of the the soundtrack, of course. All right, all right. That's how we do things in the spoiler lounge. Where do we even begin with spoilers? That's the real question, because holy shit, there's a lot to this game. Yeah, there's a lot to this game. I mean, like, like, like we said at the outset, you know, we have a combined 200 hours in this game. Like, I finished up with, like, 76, I think. And that's basically I... me going from, like, midway to the end, just kind of, like, just streamlining the main story. Mm. And you ended up with, like, 150-plus hours. I'm currently at 158 because I'm letting it run with some quests while we're doing this. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yes, it's insane. I have a problem. Oh, hang on. Let's let's do some math here. Everyone's favorite, you know. We all love to do math. <laughs> I don't. This is probably not going to be a good calculation, but uh, we'll go with 13. According to this, this basically says you have averaged playing this game 12 hours a day since release. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem inaccurate, honestly. I think the only day that that wouldn't 
would be when you count for when us when I drove. Yeah, and, but and, other than that, yeah, seems right. And probably as well, you've you've left it on and idled, so like that's that's not technically a, an accurate representation of how much you've played the game per se, but it's up there. Um. Well, putting it on idle for quests, yes. But not just like leaving it on right. for no reason. Um, I, w- I would always leave it up if I was doing some kind of like mercenary quest that yeah. needed time. Yeah. But yeah, like regardless, there's a lot to this game. There's a lot. And I don't even know that we have to go through like a deep dive of the story. Um, I think if we hit like key points and talk about the characters and, yeah. and talk about the ending, I think we're, we're solid. So I think, like, you know, I said, like, I felt like a lot of this game, or, like, the story was kind of generic and cliched and played into a lot of, like, especially anime tropes, specifically, because, you know, you have your chosen one, who's Rex, and then you get a, a cavalcade of villains who are like, I'm the bad guy, wait, no, hang on, I'm the bad guy, wait, no, hang on, I'm the bad guy. And then, like, the first bad guy is like, wait, hang on, no, guys, I'm the real bad guy here. Don't worry. Well, I think that it was a group of bad guys. I don't know that it was just, like, them well, jumping I would say, between who's the bad guy. Like, they were a villain troop. Well, I mean, like, more towards, like, the, the main bad guy. Like, I would say, like, it goes from Malice, and then you get Jin for, like, the middle part of it. And then by the end of it, you get you get Jin still, and then you get the the Praetor dude. Who just kind of just swoops in and is like, no, I want to be the bad guy now. And at the very end, it's Mallow's. And essentially, all of them kind of have this, like, the same connection of, like, hey, what if I was God? Hey, what if I was God? Hey, what if I was Which God? Which is a very Xenoblade thing. Very Xenoblade. Which, hey, again, if I had context for that, that would make a lot more sense. It would not feel as generic. Yeah, it, it's a very Xenoblade thing. Um, because specifically, there is a character in Xenoblade 1 who's like, so what if I was a god? And there is a huge, huge impact of why, like, what happens when he decides that. And for this, you get multiple characters being like, hey, what if I was a god? So the way that I read it is that Jen was your main villain for most of the game. Um, because they played yeah. it up as Malice kind of like pulling the strings, but the Jin was the bad guy. I feel like- Because they're always saying, we're going after Jen, we're going after right. Jen, we're going after Jen. Then... You know, the the Praetor comes in, you're like, oh, okay, well, he's also bad. You can tell by looking at mm-hmm. him. Um, but he's kind of what set a lot of this into motion in the first place. Correct. So you need him there. Correct, yeah, yeah. I won't deny and that. And then once both of the other villains are gone, you realize, oh, it's been Malos pulling the strings the whole time. But I think they kind of, like, they give you enough... That you know that it is still him pulling the strings the entire time, even though you're going after Jin. Yeah, because I mean, the whole game, he's like, "Well, we're doing Jin's will." So he, he, I don't know, it's like the ultimate of bromances or something. <laughs> if it basically felt like Jin was leading Torna, but Ma- Jin was leading yes, Torna. yes, but Malus was the mastermind behind it. Like he was the one who was going to execute all these bad plans, regardless of what happens. And you knew at some point, like, he's going to be the big, the big, big bad guy, I think. At least that's kind of yeah. how it felt to me. Like, even though, like, you know, there's a good, like, two-thirds of that game where you are chasing Jin. Like, it starts out with Malice, and he's like, hey, hey, I'm a bad guy. And then, like, Jin starts to take the focal, for- the focal point after that, for the most part of it. 
and then Malice kind of gets shifted off to the backside a little bit, but he's he essentially, you know, he's running parallel with Rex, where they both have the same common goal, and, you know, obviously those two goals are going to collide at some point, and... I feel like I felt like to me like that made him more of like the the main bad guy, even though they were pushing Jen a lot in that. And as well, like it did feel real weird that I called I called Jen's archetype at the very outset of the of the video game. Well, um, I don't know. I still don't agree with you on Malos like being played up at first because he was always played as the henchman of Jen. Until later. I mean, at the um, very beginning, he is... the one is, who killed you. Yes, he, at the very beginning, I feel like he is. But, like, after that, when you face... When, like, you go up against him with um, Van Damme, Malice is definitely the big bad guy there. And then after that, like, it becomes more... they Him and Jen switch a little bit, and then Jen takes the focal point from there. But the whole time, he's still saying it's Jen's will. So you're still ultimately going after Jin. It was it wasn't Malice until the very very end. I feel like it was it was Jin and Malice for a lot of it though too. All right. Like they were they were a combo package. <laughs> Essentially, you couldn't take out one without taking out the other. I feel like more they were playing up Malice as just part of Torna rather. I mean, like they they said that he was the Aegis as well, but I think that they were making him into like a sidekick i mean yeah like i think they are trying to do that but like for me personally i don't think i ever got that vibe that he was just the sidekick like i've always kind of felt like he was the one really pulling the strings but maybe that's just me so because <laughs> like it was like we kind of talked about i think early on in the game that like that like they just felt like they were just going to stab each other in the back anyways at some point like they the way that torna was kind of put together was like they are a hair away from everyone just literally killing each other which i made a joke that uh i was like maybe literally and you made like a uh, shocked face i'm like that's not a spoiler i promise <laughs> I mean, because i yeah. realized afterwards i'm like oh god that could be interpreted as a spoiler because they're probably going to do that it would have been the least surprising spoiler of all time so right like they were the entirety of torna was very very tension filled let me ask you because yeah. I, I felt weird about this the okay how did you feel about the way they kind of turned Torna into slightly to the to the good side by the end? Because it feels like it just um, kind of comes out of out of nowhere. Like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna help you guys. It's like, what, what, huh? I think it was in a way to make them sympathetic, but they they realized at that point that like the Praetor had to go down and the Praetor was the source of most of Torna's problems. Right. It just, I don't know. Like, so it was kind of like a, you know, help my enemy to get yeah. rid of my ultimate enemy because I mean, all of them were messed up by the Praetor True. and that's the whole reason that they wanted to destroy the world in the first place was because of what the Praetor did to them. So, they kind of had a common goal at that point, so it makes sense that they would work together. Do you think, though, it, the the story lends itself enough credibility to where it makes them sympathetic? Oh, I had a huge amount of sympathy for Torna by the end, and th that's one thing mm. I texted you was that, um, like, Torna to me was super well written in the sense that, like, I cared about what they 
wanted, even if I didn't think it was right. Like I cared and I cared about their backstory. Like I was always really excited whenever I got toward a backstory because I wanted to know more about them. Like they were good villains. I kind of, I don't know. Like for me, like I don't, I don't necessarily, I didn't buy the sympathetic ploy at the very end. Like the glasses dude who I forget his name. Akos. Yeah. Him. At the very end, they're like, oh, hey, he's he's all right, guys. I was like, that guy was a asshole this entire time. Like, I don't really feel that bad about him dying here. So, like, I mean, I kind of felt more bad for, like, his sister. And I even to a lesser extent, Jen, but like him, I was like, that guy. Yeah, I mean, he was a, he was a jerk, but also, like, the way he died was pretty brutal. Yeah. So that was kind of not cool. And... Again, he'd been really, really messed around. And so you can, I mean, not that trauma excuses like abusive types of scenarios, but like he was a messed up kid yeah, who yeah. got a lot of superpowers and didn't really know what to do with That's them. True. And then decided to go on a revenge quest and ended up losing everything in the way. And was a jerk. All along the way. And it, yeah, it was a jerk. Um, he looks like HB, though, if anybody played Cross. Uh, if you turn HB's glasses red, I was like, oh, hey, that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, unfortunately, one of the most attractive dudes in the entire game. I was like, God, you're an asshole, but you look nice. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. And when I was looking through the art book, oh, the way that Nomura drew him, yeah, the way Nomura drew him, I thought it was a woman. Huh. At first. And then like when I started playing the game, I was like, oh, you are not a woman. Okay. <laughs> um, go look in the art book when you have a shot and look at the way that I mean, Nomura actually book, so. did. You didn't get the special edition? No. Oh, shit, I thought you did. Nope. I'll have to send you a picture then. Um, but the way that he drew him looks very, very, very lady. Feminine? Yes. <laughs> I think like if if we're if we're continuing with the villains like there was quite a few times I think I think I got kind of real frustrated with how the story was where like it would feel like okay I'm finally making progress against these people and then right away they just cut the legs right out from under you and like okay well now I'm a lot more powerful so fuck you yeah you you texted me once you're like they never get their comeuppance but they do eventually but like man like sixty hours of that and game they... they don't and it's it's frustrating. <laughs> But the way they go down is really brutal. Yeah. So I I think that I don't want to say it's satisfying because that's wrong. I, but yeah, like That's a good point. Like I don't think I felt satisfied for them when they did get their come up in, so that's a weird dichotomy there. I mean it it was it was a brutal way for them to go down. Mm -hmm. Legitimately I felt awful for all of them. Did you feel awful for Malos? He doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> no, like Jen, Akos, um, what's it, Petroka, something like that. I think it's her name. Yeah. It starts with a P. And then uh, Mikhail, which Mikhail was my favorite out of all of them. He was like the the, the rogue Mikhail. wolf like of Torna. He just he was doing whatever he wanted to do essentially. Mm -hmm. He also reminded me a lot of Zell from Final Fantasy VIII. He's like if Zell intervened from Final Fantasy VIII had a baby. <laughs> I really liked him. I really liked him. He was awesome. But um Yeah, he, he was he was my favorite out of all of Torna and I felt really bad when he when he died. Rip. Rip in peace. 
but he was bound and determined he was going to get rid of that Praetor. I'm like, you know what? Good on you, bud. Good on you. And then the Praetor just shows back up with, like, tentacles, and you're like, oh, well, whelp. Yeah, but I mean, like, you have to give the guy credit. He freaking kamikaze them. Like, that's intense. Boy, did he try. He did. And after, like, admitting his love for somebody, so it was... It was rough. Tragic ending. It hurt me. Yeah, everybody died. It was very sad. Everyone does die, pretty much. Well, of the villains. Yeah. And, I mean, by the end of it, I really, really liked Jin. Yeah. I kind of, like, always felt, though, like, they were going to, like, they were going to turn him because, like, he was always the one that was, like, you had an inkling of, oh, well, he's saying all these things but I don't necessarily think he actually means all of these things he wants to do. Um, I forgot exactly how I worded it. I said that he was like a heartbroken edgelord. Yeah, yeah something like that. Um, because legitimately like his, his entire like plot line is like that he was in love and then like blades are not supposed to, like exist after their driver dies and he still exists and he knows what happened and it's sad and he like kept her body on ice <laughs> yeah which is, I, I i kept thinking like at some point he was gonna resur- resurrect her but yeah. no she was just kind of there as like this weird shrine piece which in retrospect now like that's kind of creepy a lot to- it is creepy but i feel like that says a lot about like his mindset yeah true I think that totally um, does. It says a lot about it, but um, and I think it's also why he was so easily manipulated by Malos in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Torna. Um, they they sucked, but I liked them. Jin was Sephiroth. If you put Sephiroth into the Gundam universe, oh my God! They even made it. Nomura made him look like Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Like, he had butt wings and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? He's Sephiroth. And I, t- I text you. I'm like, he's had a, he had a Sephiroth moment. And when you got there, you're like, oh. Yep. It was it was really, really weird. The uh, Can you call plagiarism I, on yourself there? I don't know. I mean, that was straight up, like, dollar store Sephiroth right there. Just, it just was put weird a mask that on him. That, that'll, that'll totally change it. I don't even think he had the mask at that point. Because that was when he had his uh, his, his butt flaps. crystal showing. Yeah. yeah. But even still, but, like, um, he has it for like half the game, so. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, he he straight up pulled a Sephiroth, and I'm like, wow. Not even being subtle there, <laughs> bud. Run out of ideas. Um, yeah, I like Torna. They also kind of did the same thing with Morag in the sense that, like, she was played up as a villain first. That's true, but, like, I don't think... She wasn't really necessarily as villainy as, like, they were. She was, like, low-tier villain that you kind of felt like, okay, eventually she's going to work with us. Yeah, I mean, I figured, like, her design was pretty rad, so she was going to end up somewhere. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, she was cool. I liked Morag, but they, they did kind of pull the whole, like, Ishir isn't she type scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked her. I liked her a lot. Yeah. And she's the one character that they didn't completely destroy her design with. Thank God. The shocking, the most shocking thing of that video game. 
But the thing that upset me about her is that um, there is a um, heart-to-heart where there's another blade, and I can't remember which one it is, that's talking to her. It might be um, Zeke's blade. But anyway, she's like, well, and Zeke says it too. Like, they joke about how manly she is, and I'm like, that's not nice. Uh. Um, Because Zeke says it later in a different heart-to-heart, and he's like, you're the most manly out of all of us. Which... But her design, in my opinion, was super cool. Yeah. Probably my favorite of the game. She reminds me a lot of... Um, um, of Snap Fingers. Lucina from Fire Emblem. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, I was getting that kind of vibe. Goodbye, that. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. And then you get Zeke. My fave. I love Zeke. I know people are going to hate him, but I loved him because he reminds me of a JoJo character. I feel like at first he, the first couple times you interact with him, he really borders the line of like bad anime humor. But I think like once you actually get him in your party and like he, he kind of starts to settle down. I think I started liking him more then. Oh, I loved Zeke from the very beginning. I'm like, you're wonderful. I love, love, love Zeke. Um, Zeke and Pandoria were funny because, like, they always did, like, the same poses. <laughs> um, which I don't know if you even, like, paid attention, but whenever they were doing cutscenes and they were next to each other, they were always doing the same poses. And if Zeke changed poses, she would change poses with him. That's real good. And I love that they kept it going the whole game. Because they could have just, like, let it go after a few cutscenes. Right. But they didn't. They stuck with it. She just kept following his poses. And, like, that is so funny. It's also kind of... I loved it. It's interesting to see, like, the way his characterization is. Like, you know, he's, like, the kind of prototypical, like, Chunibyo character that's usually in anime. But he's mm-hmm. an adult. Yeah. So I, th- I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I found out from another quest that he's 25. So... But he also has... a really cool backstory in the sense of like he's been ejected from his country mm-hmm. um, and he's been taken in by the Praetor and then like now he's having to realize that the guy's a yeah <laughs> and he's having to like fight his own dad to save his friends and everything so I mean like it's he's gonna take Zeke... in a lot over like yeah Zeke comes off as like a joke character a lot but he has a really interesting backstory yeah I, and I, would agree with I mean that. even his like um, Blade Eater status is pretty radical. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cute, like his relationship with Pandora. Pandy? Pandy. Pan- I think her name, wasn't her name Pandora? I think so. At least that's what I remember I mean, it as. Yeah, I think it's Pandora. But I thought it was a cute relationship. Yeah, Pandora. I just looked it up. I also liked her shorts. <laughs> I liked how her joints were just light bulbs. I thought that was neat too. And she has a little tail with a light bulb at the end. Like there was this one part um, in a quest that I was doing. I was like, what is that? Like, why is there a floating light bulb in this scene? And then I realized it was her tail. I'm like, oh, I never knew she had a tail. (laughs) 
was, it was confusing. But yeah, her uh, her little top hat with a light bulb and her joints were light bulbs. I thought it was really cool. She had a neat design. She's like one of the like neatest designs in the game. Yeah. I liked her. And she had um, like the little, like if you look at the way that her shirt's designed, it looks like hearts. Like she has hearts going up, which is very fitting since like her and Zeke are like that. <laughs> like that. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. I loved Zeke. He was probably my favorite character. Um, my second favorite was original Poppy. God, Poppy was good. And then they ruined her. They didn't ruin her. They ruined they her just design. Excuse me. Gave extra poppies that had bad design. And like, I mean, the original Poppy's so wonderful. I, mean, I guess thankfully I never got like the third Poppy design, so I didn't have to bear witness to whatever oh, that was. You didn't get third Poppy design? I never found or knew what that quest was, so no. Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's in his house. Huh, that's weird. I've been in, I was in his house like a few times, and like I never got it. So, hmm. also like I stopped doing Tiger Tiger after a while, so that's probably why as well. Yeah, I mean you don't have to do Tiger Tiger to get her third. Well, I mean no, but that, like that's just in that area, so. It's a uh, Tiger Tiger is awful. Yeah. And very hard, very very hard. The aesthetic of it. <laughs> Maybe is, that's it. It's pretty it's... good. I love the aesthetic. I just it was it, impossible. Yeah, it's not fun to play. I uh, I sent you a picture, uh, or I'm sending you a picture of Third Poppy, by the way. Well, let's get this. So that you live have reaction. To have to see this monstrosity that I had to see, and what they did to our girl. Oh boy, do I do I want to see this? No. Maybe not. I don't. <laughs> I mean, she did have a great night, great name, because she was a uh, Poppy Cutie Pie. What did they do to her? Yep. Yep. You can see the belly button, right? Oh. Yep. That's what they did to Poppy. How did she also get, like, humanized features? This is real weird. Um, That's part of the quest. <sighs> OG Poppy is best Poppy. Yes. We'll put it that way. Um, And... That was one thing, like, I always had OG Poppy following us around, and I was glad that they used her in the cutscenes. Yes. Because she's the best. I love Poppy. <laughs> she was funny. She was. She was a real fun character. She was cute. And she she put a lot into the... Because she, she doesn't understand things, because one, she's newborn, and two, she's a computer. But um, she she adds, like, a lot of cute stuff um like i sent you a picture of something to the effect of like poppy not born yesterday um almost yesterday or something like that but not yesterday <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and like, that's so cute which is one thing that i want to bring up is that um there's some really good dialogue in like the blade quests mm -hmm. um my favorite which I took a picture of, and I didn't know if I could ever send it to you, but um, I finished the Electric Quest. Oh, nice. I did, and um, I had Electra on Zeke. And so when I finished the quest, and she, like, powered up and everything, uh, Zeke starts crying, and he says, I just, this must be how it feels to see my own daughter growing up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. So I, I wonder cute. if that is, like, character-specific, because, like, 
I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to, I didn't finish it, but I think I had mm-hmm. her on Morag. I would be curious to see. Yeah. If if Zeke says anything, but yeah, he starts crying, like turns his face away from the camera and says, "It's like seeing my own daughter grow up." It's real good. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so. You get fun dialogue between the blades, despite the fact that a lot of them look terrible. I like the uh, the beast, uh, the beast one, Wolfric. <gasps> Wolfric's my fave. <laughs> and how like he's like this huge monster-looking one, but he's he struggles. Like I just want to be able to talk to people and hang out, and like they don't and don't want him to scream and yell and run away from me. He's so nice. <laughs> Except he always just yells like ah. Yeah. Yeah, both of his uh, affinity, well, his first heart to heart and then his affinity quests are both just like the cutest thing in <laughs> all of existence. Good. I love him. He's one of my favorite blades. He's very good. Very, very good. Um, speaking of blade quests that I'm still working on now, <laughs> the oh. worst blade quest is on one of the cutest blade designs. And it's so upsetting because I love her. The Ursula quest. It's so time consuming. It is so and it time consuming. It doesn't need to be. Mm-mm. It should have been half of what it is. It's ridiculous because, like, you know, it's tied to a lot of like the the Merc missions, which you can, which basically you can take a bunch of like the blades you aren't using and send mm-hmm. them out on a mission, and they'll come back with like experience, gold, uh points to level they up get your, their skills yeah they get new skills the points to level up your merc group and and items as well and for this like you have to go out and send her up on like on training so you level up her her skills and vocals and looks and, and soul. soul and then basically through that she's going to become like this this pop star plays like a traditional instrument yeah but like the first like the first bit of that mission is you know it's still time consuming but like it's like okay you know level up these these three things up to level five and then we'll talk and then basically after that it's like okay well now she needs to get five thousand fans and you're like okay sure that shouldn't be that bad it's real bad it's real bad because it just takes so long to level up those skills and I think like you told me that you saw like it you have to get all those skills to like ninety nine or you need to get ninety nine stamps to. To get up to five thousand fans, essentially, mm-hmm. I'm still working on. Yeah, it. and just it takes so like going out and sending her out just to get one form of one of those stamps, one of the three stamps, is a ten minute quest, and then you will get like two to three depending on which version of it you get, and then you just have to keep doing those ad nauseum, and then eventually sometimes they'll sprinkle in, sprinkle in like okay, well she can go off and do a concert, and that will give you like two or three of all three, but that mm-hmm. that'll take like twenty to thirty minutes this time. And it's just, it's so long and so just time consuming that it, A, it doesn't need to be. And B, like, at this point, like, the payoff's not going to be worth it. Yeah, it sucks because I wanted to use her. Yeah. Because um, she's like this cute little ice girl with, um, with a bear. Like a big polar yeah. bear. And it's great. The one time I got to use her was during the at the very end of the game when you have to go you have to go fight your party members and mm-hmm. i had to use her w- against morag because morag was just f- destroying me constantly and that was like at the point where i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to beat this game 
Yeah, I was worried about that because you were. I was worried about it. You were getting really upset. I was like, oh no. Which can can Um, we talk about that for a second? Because I don't like that part of that part. Because narratively, it doesn't. It feels like it doesn't make sense. Specifically from Rex. Like the way, as much time as he's grown throughout that game by that point. And he's like, okay, I understand. I understand, like, what Pyro wants. I understand, like, what, you know, our feelings are connected in this way. You know, I got my group of friends with me. I know we have this common goal shared. Like, for him to just be like, I don't understand why they're so mad at me. It feels so weird and just, like, disingenuous. Because I feel like at that point he'd be like, okay, like, yeah, sure. I am taking them on this long journey. And, like, they're basically not getting anything out of it. I can understand that. And just for me, it's for him to just like freak out and not understand why they're they're mad at him. Just I don't know, like tonally, it just did not feel like it should have been in that section of the game. Like if you want to do that, like do it earlier in the game. I don't know. I disagree with you um, because they had just got to Elysium, which looked nothing like what he had described. It was nothing at all what he had said. Everybody's like, oh this is what we came here for. And so it's kind of like his own sense of guilt that he's having to fight against. Yeah. But like, I don't, I feel like they could have done that better. Like at least portrayed like him having this guilt about it. Just him being like, why is everyone mad at me? I don't understand. Just, I, I didn't think like having him just do that constantly throughout like all those battles. And then at the end as well, like just, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I, I very fully disagree with you on that. (laughs) Um, I thought it worked really well, especially because, like, there was so much disappointment with everybody at the party once they got there. See, like, yeah, I understand that. Like, I understand, like, everyone was disappointed. I understand that they would have been upset. And, like, obviously these are their deep, like, harboring emotions that they're they're hiding very well. I just think for Rex, like, I feel like at that point in time, with how far his character has gone from the beginning of the game to this point, he would have been a little bit more understanding than he is. You don't think that he would have some kind of, like, question about himself at that point? I I mean, I think you could. But, like, I think as well, like, he could also understand where they are coming from. I don't think it's that he doesn't understand. Like, he, I mean, he says, I don't understand. But I think it's more of a, like, everybody's trying to fight me and this is upsetting type thing. Yeah. But also, like, Um, I mean, they pretty much, like, they give their their reasons of why they want to fight him, like, right before they fight him so like he does understand why they want to fight him yeah so like, i don't know like um, i just feel like it could have been done better agree to disagree yeah, that's fair <laughs> um because I, I thought it worked really really well um although i, I did feel bad that i two-hitted zeke that that fight being as easy as it is was so baffling because i was going into that fight being like well, f- I am just screwed. Like, there's no way I'm going to beat both of them by myself. Like, I am just, I'm done. I'm done. This is where I hit the end point of the game. I am not going to be able to beat this game. And then, like, I beat uh, a Tora, like, real quickly. And I'm like, but, huh. That was weird. And then Zeke goes down, like, soon after that. Like, what the f- just happened? Yeah, Tora took forever. For, well, not forever, but Tora took longer for me to kill because he kept blocking everything I did. But then after Tora went down, I was like, hey, Zeke, boop, boop. <laughs> boop, boop. And he's like, oh, I'm dead. I, I I would assume they probably 
they understood that like hey if they would have left them like powered up like Morag and uh, Nia are like that mm-hmm. fight would be probably impossible to do by yourself well and I feel like they have a lot less against you than true Nia and Morag do um, like Zeke and Tora don't really have as much of a like tension with yeah. Rex as Morag and Nia do so I feel like that's part of it is that they don't have as much motivation to be mad. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I think like, it's like as well, like one of the things that really kind of frustrated me for those fights and just like in general, anytime this happens, like anytime they took away Pyro from you, I did not like the combat of that game. Just for whatever reason, I think it was, it, it could have just been like the way I had the blades I had or just those styles that like I had set up that I was using <laughs> I, the combat just did not gel with me in the ways that like if I had Pyra set up like I could I could just like bam 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 I know what combos I'm hitting I know what I want to do here I know what I want to execute I'm good to go I'm confident that I could go through this battle and he, when they take her away I'm just like well f- I don't know what am I doing help so did you not switch blades like during regular combat honestly no Okay, that would be why. Cause, cause, like, anytime I'd, I'd have to fight, like, I just use her, and you know, it was fine. There was no, there was no worry. There was no issue, unless I had to heal. Like, that would be the only time I kind of would go and switch. If like Nia for some reason wasn't healing, because sometimes the AI in this game doesn't really do what you want it to do, which is kind of well, bad. Also, like, they have a load. Uh, yeah, um, they have loadouts as well. They have cooldowns, which they had in the first game, too, yeah. so that's normal. Yeah, it's, I feel like at some point, though, like, there should be at least, like, maybe, like, a button or something that'll be like, hey, switch off of the blade you're on and heal me. I'm dying. Please. Because, <laughs> like, they will obviously, they'll switch to, if they have an affinity with your combo attack, like, they'll switch to that and just prioritize that. Mm-hmm. And some of the other stuff that she had didn't, like, wouldn't necessarily have, like, good healing on her, so, like... Sometimes I would just get into trouble like that and just be in rough shape. So I was like, okay, I have to pull out this this person to heal because I'm not going to get healed at this point. So that's kind of bad. But but yeah, like I, I really didn't do a lot of blade switching. Well, to right back around. Interesting, because see, I switch blades pretty often. So once I um, like got into the issue of like, oh, I don't have Pyro. I was like, oh, okay, I have these people that I know how to use. So um, I think the one situation where I didn't have um the best setup was during the one-on-ones because they set me up with a third blade that i wasn't as used to yeah because they say it's fill fill the spot in with someone Mm -hmm. so i was like i don't really know how to use you but um i would put blades in and level them up a lot and put new chips on them and so i I was switching out pretty often to make my elemental combos Hmm. uh so there was that but in terms of like her healing and stuff, like I said, I think that goes back to the first game because like there's always going to be cooldowns and Sharla had the same yeah. dealio and like they have cooldowns on being able to switch blades back to Right, right. right. I just, I think that for me personally it's just a it's a problem with having AI partners. Like specifically for RPGs, I'm not a big fan of AI partners. Oh, okay. Cuz like I didn't like it in Persona 3 either. <laughs> It worked pretty well, in my opinion, in Xenoblade, and I, yeah, I, I think it worked yeah. fine here. I think, like, 
there was like it wasn't a lot of times where i was i would have like i would get kind of frustrated with it or at least with like some of those characters and like not doing what i kind of would want them to do mm-hmm. so like you know for the most part like yeah it was fine but like sometimes like during like a lot of like the longest and boss fights there was a couple times where i'd be like hey, hey uh especially because like at the on the final boss specifically there are times where everyone's just just standing around doing nothing because they can't attack right and we would be like at half health and she wouldn't heal that's weird. So I, thought, I was like, "This is, this is a weird thing to not do here." <laughs> but she might have not had enough of the buildup from hitting things to be able to use it, because you have to hit things to build up. Yeah, your you're right. But skills. like, th- I went through that boss fight twice, and both times when there would be extended lull periods where you can't hit him, and you're just standing around doing nothing, she wouldn't do anything. Yeah, like I said, it, it's most likely a situation where she didn't have the, the build-up to do so. Yeah. I mean, I just it felt weird that, like, maybe it's just a thing where, like, hey, if they can't attack, they also can't do these secondary skills, and they're just not going to try. They're, like, that's just baked into the AI. Yeah, so. I mean, that's... that That's... Because you can't try to heal if, you don't, if you're not able to heal. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just, for me, it was like, this is a weird thing that we can't do here, so, eh. Not something I'm mad about. Just I thought it was strange. <laughs> um, I don't just defending. I don't remember what we were going through with that point. Oh yeah, just just talking about blade switching and all that stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think as well like another problem I was having and I that was getting me real frustrated is like a lot of the healers I have were of the um they had the ball weapon, mm-hmm. and that thing takes so long to attack because like you pull it out, you hit him with it. It has to bounce back to you, and then, like, you stop for a second, and then you go back into the motion. So, like, I was not able to get enough of, like, the juice to do any of the skills, and I was just like, dead, dead, dead. So that's when I brought out Ursula, because she has, like, the claws, claw weapons, mm-hmm. and you just go up there and just start beating the shit out of people, and you can yeah. rack up the stuff real quickly then. I was like, okay, this is real good. <laughs> and that was how I luckily took out Morag there. Because I was able to get off a, a good um, a good combo to like the second phase, and that took like a good decent chunk of her damage. And I was also able to get like potions off of it, so I was able to heal back up and just basically wall up on her to to finish the fight. And I was like, oh my god, thank god! <laughs> it was scary. So I thought that was going to be the wall, and also the final boss as well. I thought that was going to be the wall. Actually, I didn't really feel like that was going to be the wall because. There's that stretch right before the final boss where you have where like you're in that hangar and you can fight those uh those big old mechs. The big dudes. Yeah, yeah. there's like six of them and they're all like high sixties uh levels. So like yeah, I was able to like I just fought those like a couple of times and picked up like two levels and then for that final boss I was fine. Yeah, I which you texted me afterwards, um I took down the final boss really quick. Yeah, I mean you were like what, six to seven, eight levels ahead of it, so yeah, I'm level seventy seven. Yeah, I so. I, I would just I I had high confidence in you that you would be able to take that thing out easily. Were you um did the the big attack it did do anything bad to you? Like did it just like take everyone down to zero and then Tora to one and he just heal back up and then pick you guys back up? I don't even think he used it. It's a it's, it, I don't I don't it's remember. It's an attack when he gets like down to a quarter health, basically. 
If he didn't use it on you, I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did, and I just didn't realize it. Because it basically I don't it'll insta it it'll insta Rex and Nia, but Tora has a skill where he can survive and attack and be at one health, and then basically for me he would just heal back up again, like start auto healing, and then mm -hmm. he just comes over and picks you up and. You're basically kind of at half health because like he the because Malice's mech kind of takes a while to come back in, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what that screwed me over the lot the first time, is that like we just didn't get enough healing in time and then just got wiped. Mm. But then this it was just like okay we got enough healing and then from that point on I was it was fine. If it did happen, I wasn't paying attention and I missed it. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. That's but fair. there were a lot of times that I would just let the combat go and like do something else. And since finals are coming in today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if it happened, I missed it. And I probably a good thing if it happened and I missed it because I probably would have panicked. <laughs> I mean, I did twice. Yeah. Um, like, oh, so I have a question. Okay. If I talk about the end... Do you want me to tell you what happened, or are you afraid that it's going to spoil Xenoblade One for you? Oh, go ahead. Because this is if if we talk about the ending, it's going to have to be like a spoiler alert for Xenoblade One. I, and I was yeah, I was aware of that, so I figured that's what we would do anyway. So hey, you don't want to get spoiled for Xenoblade Chronicles One, a game that's like what like eight years old at this point. Yeah. Uh, hey, tune out for the next like five minutes or something. All right, we ready? Okay, so the preface though. The first time they show Klaus, mm -hmm. and you're like in space, like, cool. I was like, hey, space, that's cool. Mm -hmm. One thing that made me kind of think that he was from the first game mm -hmm. is that his model looked like it was from the first game. <laughs> when they show the cutscene yeah. in the past. So I was like, like, the art on it looked different enough from this game. So I was like, that looks like it should be from the first game. Maybe that's, maybe this guy was in the first game. I don't know. Shrug shoulders. Yes. We're in space. That's cool. Space is the place. He's he's a big character. One. So basically, what happens in Xenoblade One is that Professor time. Klaus um, is working on a space station, and he's working with his lady partner, and decides that essentially he wants to play God and mess with some worlds. And she's trying to convince him, no, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't do it. And he does it anyway. And when he does that, it creates the Bionis and the Mechonis from the first game. Okay. And he becomes Zanza. And so Zanza is basically this godlike figure throughout Xenoblade 1 who is actually Klaus. Um... The lady partner from the the ship basically becomes Maneth, who is the goddess of the Mechonis. And um, so the ending of the game essentially has you taking on Klaus as Zanza, who has ascended to godlike status at this point. <laughs> um, because Shulk isn't alive. Shulk has never been alive. Wait, what? I mean, what? He, Shulk was alive as like a child and he died. And then Zanza was able to bring him back to life. Sound familiar? All right. And Zanza was essentially using him. 
which is also why when you see Zanz's character model, it doesn't look like Klaus. It looks like Shulk. Hmm. Um, so when Shulk in Xenoblade 2 says something like, today we're going to take down a god, that's what he says right before they fight Zanza. So the ending of 2, what's going on is that Klaus was essentially ripped in half by his godlike machine. Right, and they, they basically make that very explicit. Like, and he, I think it says somewhere like, oh, the other half of me is somewhere else entirely. Like something like that, right? Yep, and he's Zanza. And like I was figuring at some point, like, okay, well, he's, they're going to show where that other half is at some point. Nope. And then they never do. So I was like, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> they hint at it because of Shulk's voice saying that. Hmm. So the other half of Klaus is Zanza and one. So these games are happening simultaneously. Which is nothing you would expect. Mm-mm. And so what he's saying is that once that version of him is killed by Shulk and crew, the entirety of him will disappear. Right. So you're on a time limit because you're going against Shulk, essentially. And um, it's I just thought that was so cool. It was a good way to tie them together. Yeah. And again, it's neat that they have... I don't want to say tropes of Xenoblade, but like both of your main characters are essentially dead to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. But um, so to have Klaus in there, like once they said Klaus is like, holy (laughs) are you joking? (laughs) And the one thing that I think is significant is that it talks about the three Eight Aegises. Three Aegises. <laughs> yeah, Aegis. I almost said that. <laughs> um, so there's Malos, there's Pyra. And there's a third and one. And then there's missing. a missing yeah. one. And Which he, based on context clues. Because Klaus basically was like, says something to the effect of that third one is lost to time and space or something like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Based on context clues, I'm guessing it's Alvis from the first game. Alvis and the Chipmunks. Um, because Alvis was originally the name of his computer, Klaus's computer. Hmm. And so the um, connection in that is like, oh, you know, uh, once this world came to be, I came to be part of this because of his connection and da 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 but because of the powers that Alvis had, it makes a lot of sense for him to be the missing one. He doesn't have the symbol, but I don't know that he necessarily had to have a symbol. I could be wrong, and people could hit us up on our Twitter and be like, hey, I have this other theory, but I really, <laughs> really think it's Alvis. All right. So, based, so- um, Side note, Loki's apparently bored because he's snoring. <laughs> getting that sleep in so basically the two games are like i guess from what i'm gathering they're parallel universes to each other Mm -hmm. okay um both made by klaus trying to play god pro tip don't play god don't play god and again like that's a theme throughout xenoblade is that there's always a character it's like hey what if i played god what if i became a god 
and you don't do it. It's a bad idea. So um, I just thought it was super rad that like this version of Klaus was like, oh man, I really, really bone things up here. <laughs> um, I got to fix it. And so you have like his, his counterpart in Shulk's world causing chaos and trying to destroy everything. And then this guy's like, oh shit, I got to fix it all. I'm just going to stand up here in space and float and try and fix things. So um, I thought it was a really, really cool way to tie them both together. And to me, it made everything like tie together in terms of this story. It was like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. This is a really cool way to end it. I loved when I heard Shulk. It excited me. Yeah, because you freaked out. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> I mm-hmm. thought you meant like they showed him at some point. I was like... I don't remember that at all. <laughs> nah. You're like, no, it's um, his voice. I was like, well, okay. I would not have got that, so. Yeah, it, it's it's a line he says right before um, the, the final boss, so. Yep. That, that, that sounds, like, real cool. Like, I think that's a real interesting way to, like, tie these two games together. I thought so. I mean, I was... It's friggin' stoked. Because it's not the I mean, way was... you would expect it to do. Expect them to like to do that. Mm-mm. You wouldn't. I was just happy, like because Adam Howden, Howden, whatever you want to say, however his name is pronounced, um, he is also Klaus. So I was like, oh hey, he's back. It's his voice, and then like I heard him as Shulk, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> this is exciting. So it it just. It made everything a lot more impactful for me. Yeah, I would Until I'd bet. the bonus ending. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. Let's get this out of the way. Well, um, so I guess we should mention that Pyra decides that she is going to um, sacrifice herself to save everybody else, and including the the world of all the rest, because the world tree is going to collapse, and it's going to fall on everybody, and it's going to be bad. Which... Her plan isn't really that much different than just the world tree collapsing. Like, that's still going to fall onto Earth. <laughs> because now it's going to be a lot of tiny pieces falling onto Earth. Yeah, but tiny pieces falling to Earth is a lot easier to handle than yeah. giant bits mm. falling to Earth. Still can do NASA damage. NASA will tell you that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, yeah, like, they make this huge, like, thing, like, oh, she's sacrificing herself. Like, she doesn't want Rex to go with her and save her. Or, like, try and talk her out of it, like... Oh, my God, and Poppy Poppy is so sad. Um, Because he's like, I'll just take Poppy. Poppy can take me over there. And it's like, Poppy can't take you. (laughs) She made promise. He's like, oh, Poppy. Also, it was strange that this girl who's, like, a robot and just a few days old knows the phrase, below the belt. Yeah, computers are smart. True. I did find it funny that, like, eventually, you know... Uh, Pyro's like, okay, go into one of these like shuttle pods and that'll get you out of here. And when they go in there, Rex is just like, alright, I know how to do this. And just like starts typing on the keyboard. I'm like, how do you know how to do that? What are you doing? Well, because none of them can figure out how to work on it first. No, but he just like starts like typing like very dramatically. Like he knows like he's going to somehow start it. I'm like, I feel like <laughs> if this was real life, he would just be like, what the f- do I do help? There's so many different panels. Oh God, we're boned. 
Maybe he knows some stuff from his salvaging. I, maybe, yeah. I mean, all that stuff still, that technology, I guess, is still there, even though it's like all ruins now, so. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Because um, Nia's at one, and she's like, I don't know what's going on. I can't make this work. <laughs> and then Pirate's like, boop. I press the button. You're good. <laughs> Get out of here. She throws her crystal at him. And they make like her sacrifice mean something, which I was like, okay, that's surprising. Like they're actually going to like kill her off and like, okay, you're going to have to, Rex is going to have to figure out like, hey, what do I do now without her? So you get all that. They fall down to earth. Uh, Gramps turns back into a big old Titan. Because Pyro gave him the energy to do so. Yep. So everyone. Which he was cuter when he was tiny. He was. So everyone like grabs onto him. And rides off and they're like okay hey everything's gone oh that's bad well and then you get credits well everybody's kind of they see that the titans like start crashing into the like existing <laughs> land masses I laugh so hard at that because <laughs> they're just going face first into these rocks like <laughs> boom it is crashing yeah, like, I was like what are you doing <laughs> that's gonna hurt <laughs> <laughs> Don't go face first into a giant rock. <laughs> yep. So they make their fake Pangea. They do. Out of Titan bodies. Out of Titan bodies. And then you get credits, like we said. Blah, 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 yep. blah, 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 blah. Here's all these people that made the game. Blah, 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 blah. Cheesy song. I hated it. Cheesy song. Blah, 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 blah. And then you cut back. And you're back on the... Back on Gramps. You're still flying around. Back on Gramps. Back on Gramps. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on Gramps. And then, like, the the, the crystal thingy starts to, to glow again. And then somehow Pyra and Mithra show up. Yeah. As two different people. Um, that's what I don't like, is that it's two different people. I don't like that it's two different people, and also that, like, they just basically are like, hey, we decided that we want to go for a happy ending and have her come back and make her entire sacrifice meaningless. I was... I know I texted you this. I was kind of hoping in a weird way that like they've been saying so much that like once a person like once a blade goes back into their crystal like they don't remember anything. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping that like she wouldn't remember everything and they would just kind of have to start over. I think I know that sounds awful. I think I would have been more fine with that. Yeah, I would have to, but didn't happen. But no, it's just like everyone's like, oh, yay. And they just, like, make it seem like nothing's happened. She's okay. She remembers everything. Poppy hugs. Poppy hugs. Let's let's just have a happy ending for some reason. But, like, <laughs> I was texting you. I'm like, this makes it really complicated because they both have feelings for Rex. Like, both Mithra and Pyra had feelings for Rex as the same person. Well. When- Don't say it. <laughs> Um. Oh my god, it was upsetting. Um, you know what wasn't upsetting though, and I want to mention this because it was funny and it made me laugh a lot. What wasn't upsetting? Um, when Klaus was talking to Rex, and he's like, "So what are you gonna do?" And he's like, "I'm gonna punch Malice a lot. Then I'm gonna go take him for a drink. That's the salvager <laughs> code." But I can't drink. I'm not old but enough. But I can't drink. I'm not old enough. And I'm like, that is the funniest thing. He's like, I'm going to punch him and drink, but I can't drink. Well, he kind of punched him, but he didn't get the drink with him. Yeah, whoops. 
I thought it was really funny. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was not what yeah. I was expecting. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so there were parts about the ending that I really loved, and then that part I was kind of like, eh, you know, I, I, I would like it more if one, she either didn't remember, or two, they came back as the same person again. Right. Maybe both. Yes. Also, they tried to make Mal sympathetic, and I was like, nope, not having this. Yeah, I didn't feel any sympathy for him. He was terrible. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, if we would have met sooner, I'm like, well, f*** you. I would have kicked your ass again anyways. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> Punch you and take you out for a beer. Ugh. But yeah, like that, that bonus ending, I was like, <clears throat> Yeah. One thing that uh, I guess is kind of complicated because of the fact that it is Japanese voice sync is that when somebody says something to Pyra about like basically what she found out about this life and then she says it, but there's no actual vocalization or subtitles. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what she said. <laughs> which, which um, speaking of that, that reminds me, um, whenever they have Ursula perform, they have her playing the instrument, but also like it looks like she's singing, and like cr- the crowd will comment on her singing. Yep. I mean, I didn't. I don't have the Japanese dub, so I couldn't check or anything. Like, I wonder if she does sing in the Japanese dub, and they just didn't do it for the English dub. I don't know. I I would guess it probably not. But like, it would be it's so weird that like they would mimic her singing and then also have the crowd say, "Man, she's really good at singing, huh?" Like if they like if they weren't gonna do that, like it's a weird it's a weird thing. Yeah, I just didn't I didn't think that it I didn't think that it would be any other version because it's not like a huge deal. Like maybe yeah. I don't I don't know. It's it's not yeah. like a a big part of the story. So I figured they just didn't bother having her voice that. Yeah. But like I think a lot of the other times, like where you see like the the non-voice parts where it's like someone like whispering something or something like that. Like that seems to be the key indication. It's like, Oh, we're going to whisper the saying and then you'll find out about it later. Yeah. Even though this game. And for the most part, you did find out yeah. later. That was just the one that you didn't. Even though this game has that weird narrative thing of like, okay, we have to tell you, okay, we're going to talk about this thing, but you know about this thing that we're going to talk about. So let's fade to black and we're going to fade back in. Oh yes, we did talk about that thing. We just we you already know, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it was such a weird thing because like if you came back to this game like after a while and didn't know exactly what was happening, it wouldn't help you. It's like it's a weird part of like the narrative, like trying not to insult your intelligence, but also thinking like oh you might forget some of this stuff. Like <laughs> whoops, <laughs> such a weird weird thing. I didn't even notice it until you brought it up. I kept I was, I I saw it happen like two or three times. I was like, it keeps doing this. That's weird. <laughs> it's I don't know. I can't find like a good justification of why they would do that. Like I understand like maybe just like you don't need to beat yourself over the head of like this information that you already know. Because there was like the one example when like the the three heads of state are like meeting and they're like, okay, well who who's behind all these attacks? And it's like, okay, we know it's Torna. And it fades to black and it comes back in like, Torna? I didn't realize those terrorists were behind this. <laughs> it's like, did you really need to fade to black there? <laughs> it's, it's real weird. 
Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It's real weird. <laughs> Put that on the box. I mean, yeah, parts of it are weird. <sighs> I liked it. You did. Let, let me ask yeah. you this. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna make you have the the unfair comparison. Oh no. Which did you like better? I can't answer that. Because <laughs> I like them in different ways. Like, I can't say that I like one better than I like the other. I just really can't. And also, you you have recency with this game compared to the other one. So like. Well, like I said, I've been playing the other one with my brother. Well, yeah, true. I'm just saying, like. This this game hasn't had enough time to like you know stew and mediate and right, to allow right. you to, like, um, to really make that comparison. I will definitely say I like it better than Cross. I mean, this game didn't have any mechs that you could play. I was say it had mechs. Oh, the fact that you don't get to to pilot that that cool ass mech that Malos pilots at the very end of the game, even though like they show Pyra in front of it. Man, that's such a missed opportunity. <laughs> Could have been um, so cool. I liked it way better than I liked Cross. So I never finished Cross, so like Well, I didn't either because I got yeah. locked out of the final boss fight. I, so And also like I think like Cross at some points was like a real grind, I think, as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean it was less story based yeah. and more quest based. It had mechs. And it had mechs, yeah. but um <laughs> I d I don't care about as mechs as you do. <laughs> So yeah, sometime down the road you'll have you'll you'll be able to better, I think, make the the comparison between the two games of which you like better or not. Yeah, and I mean Xenoblade original Xenoblade was like one of the best RPGs I'd played in recent years mm -hmm. when it came out. So I was like, this is amazing. So I was real, real stoked when there was a sequel. And I'm happy that I like it, um, because I would have been disappointed if I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like the Gatchapon and I don't like all the like sexualization, but like for the most part, I really like the game. Yeah. Like, like I, I think like I come across as like come across as a little bit more negative than you, like a, probably a lot more negative than you, but let's, mm -hmm. let's be real. Like I wouldn't put nearly 80 hours into this game if I didn't like it. Yeah. That's true. You would have quit a long time. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> Without the game trying to force me to quit. <laughs> and obviously you would not put 150 plus hours in this game if you didn't like it. So, Correct. Um, and honestly, if I didn't have other stuff that I had to do, I would continue playing it. Um, mm -hmm. And I probably will like put a few hours into it every day to do some quests, but um, I can't dedicate like 12 hours yeah, a day like, to it anymore. And honestly, like as well, I would say like, don't play this game for 12 hours a day. I did. I mean, yes, because we had to we had to quickly get this game done so we could talk about it. No, but I was fine. I liked doing it. I mean, yeah, I, I would... For some people, yeah, that can be true, but, like, I did this for this game, and then I also did it, I think, just recently for Yakuza 0, and f*** it's exhausting. <laughs> like, it, for some games, I can... You can be like, yeah, okay. But doing it back-to-back -back on games, like, don't do that. It's <laughs> bad for you. It, it's kind of like when I finished this game, I was actually kind of just relieved that, like, I don't have to play. I don't. I don't have to think about playing anything else for the rest of the year. And like that's so like that took like such a weight off my shoulders. Like, <sighs> well, I, can I mean, you know, they don't know, but you know, I've been putting off beating it. Yeah. 
I've been putting it off for like a day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, whoops. Even though you can just go back and do all the quests that you you hadn't finished. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to like go in at, as my best self. Right. Yeah, that's fair. And also, I was just afraid that I'd get locked out of stuff. No, you wouldn't. I didn't know. Now I know. <laughs> you knew two days ago when I beat the game. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> still, I wanted to be my best self. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, it's a long game. It is a long game. Um, It's worth it, though. Get, you, you, I think... That's a key thing to like at least know what you're getting into because like this game is going to be over in ten hours, not even that. So. No, 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 no. You no. have to be prepared that you're going to be in the if you're if you want to get through this game. It's a time yeah, dedication. Yeah, you you are going to be in it for the long haul. Um, maybe don't do Ursula's quest. <laughs> um, but also it's worth doing some of it because Ursula's new groove is the best best team name ever. It's true. Even though, though I think by the end of it, I was like, okay, I get it. Ursula's new groove after hearing it for like the hundredth time. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I love, I love the game. It was great. The last big release of the year. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. I don't know. Versus Super Mario Brothers comes out next week, so. What? The arcade version of Super Mario Brothers. Oh right, right, right the true last big release of the year i forgot that was coming out oh, yeah it is my bad is there anything else you want to mention um i don't really have anything else to mention i've said most of what i wanted to say i think um can you think of anything that i had said like throughout playing it that i haven't brought up Not that i can think of off the top of my head i'm sure i will once we stop recording i'm like oh right yeah. this and this but as of now, no. I think we we covered. I mean, like we said, this is a eighty hour game, so like trying to talk about everything is kind of a nigh on impossible oh. thing. So, one thing I do want to say, and I think I probably mentioned it already. I love Zeke. You do. <laughs> I love Zeke. He's he 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 reminds me of Joseph Joestar, and that's all I needed of yeah. life. But um, Zeke is great. And I was very, very happy when I found out he was my party member. Uh, I'm sorry that the one guy died, but <laughs> I, will, I will gladly take Zeke instead. Because you mentioned you're, you, 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 you kind of spoiled it for me. Like, okay, yeah, I have five party members. I was like, okay, well, I have Borag. Who is this last one going to be? Like, I didn't think I wouldn't. I didn't even think to consider him. And then, like, by the time I started to think to consider him, he was just like hanging around us the entire time. So, like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> You knew there was going to be five because there's five slots. Okay, yeah, that's true as well. So I didn't spoil that. <laughs> I, I know, the the dangerous spoiler of how many party members you get. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was trying to be very, very careful until, like, you asked me, is it somebody that I met for? I'm like, if I tell you this, you're probably going to figure it Honestly, out. Honestly, you could have told me that. I probably still would not have figured it out at that point. Because mm. I wasn't even thinking well, he, him. He's great, and I'm happy that he exists. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. I love Zeke. Alright, well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Holy crap. This is our first, like, near two-hour podcast that we've done in quite some time. Wow. Yeah. Um, is it because I put, um, uh, right now, 159 hours <laughs> in? Probably. 
what is my life? It's Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That's your life is owned by it now. Sure. Oh boy. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this episode. The last big the last big release of the year and also kind of like the last big singular game focused podcast we're gonna do this year. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the last, like, current focus podcast thing we're going to kind of do this year. Well, I mean, the last thing we do for the year will be like that, but specifically focus on one thing. Yeah. That's current. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, for more from us, go to seasonalamencheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this very podcast and other podcasts as well, such as the Season Lamy Checkup and Jared and Al Watch, Sailor Moon Crystal, where, hey, we're diving into Season 2 of Sailor Moon Crystal now, so chug a chug a choo choo on over and listen to that. You can follow Al at anladium.com where you can find all her cool columns, reviews, all that fun stuff. I forgot the word for columns there for a hot second. I was real concerned. Whoops. Whoops, indeed. Brain fart. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup, where we, we tweet. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A if you want to get hot, uncensored episodes like this without all the bleeps and cleaned up so it's real nice for for public release (laughs) (laughs) you get all kinds of weird uh gaps weird gaps all that fun stuff but also you get to hear me curse a lot so get all those those curses Mm -hmm. so you can do that on patreon if you want to support this cool podcast that we do uh next week we got a little fun bonus episode for you not bonus episode but just a little fun (laughs) fun holiday episode for you because uh by the time the next week's episode comes out it'll be like two days before christmas Yep. So uh, what better way to ring in the holidays than by watching a holiday-based movie? Yay! And by that I mean a movie that takes place during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so... Come along. If you've listened to, you know, Jared and I watch Sailor Moon Crystal, you know, we've been diving through Sailor Moon and all that stuff. Uh, and we're going to take a look at a Sailor Moon film that takes place during Christmas. We're going to watch Sailor Moon S of the movie. But... The caveat being that, and Jared and I watched Sailor Moon Crystal, we have been watching the English dub. For the first time ever, I am going, I and also you, we're going to subject ourselves to the original English dub of Sailor Moon. Yep. And like, in an actual like episode or a movie based format. Like, obviously we've seen clips, but I've never seen an actual episode of that original 90s dub. Oh my god, should be fun. So that's going to be, that's, that is going to be something. <laughs> I'm excited, bike. <laughs> I bet a lot of us are gonna be like, "No, that character doesn't sound like that." What's going on? Oh God! What? What? <laughs> no. It's like me and BAP in Japanese. I'm like, that's <laughs> not right. So yeah, look forward to that. That'll be a fun little holiday episode, and then yeah, that'll also be the penultimate episode of 2017. Man, this year needs to end. <laughs> F this year. Yeah. It's been awful. Yeah. So look forward to some fun stuff next week. And also us probably just being like, oh, God, help Americanize names. This dub. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and also tuxedo mask ripping off a Santa costume. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs>